All right, let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Yud Beis. Today is Yud Gimel. We're starting at the Tanur Rabbanon at the bottom of the page. Have a mind before Shleim Tolo need it, um, and uh, get right to the Daf. So, what we what did we learn yesterday? So, um, so the case is is that this woman married uh, uh, man number one, uh, full full fledged meaning a nisuin meaning consummated marriage. However, there are witnesses that can testify that they were never in, alone together. Um, or they were alone together, but not alone long enough to be able to have had relations. So nev- even though it is clear that she did not have relations, when she marries guy number two, he cannot claim that I expected you to be a virgin. Uh, because she, was, she had a consummated marriage. It doesn't matter the fact that we have no reason to think that she should have had relations. He, he has no claim like that. On that, um, Rabbi says, the only way this, I mean, Rabbi says, the only way this makes sense to me is if you say that, uh, it's basically that this does not qualify as what we would call a mekachtos. If you marry what you think is a virgin, it turns out that she's not a virgin, she's still entitled to the ksuva of a, of a non-virgin, of a, of a mana. And you can't claim Makartos. Uh, Ravashi says on that that maybe really you could. It's just that over here it's different because she was married before and that makes all the difference. Now, the Gemara was bothered. Why don't we concern ourselves that maybe uh, she, she cheated on him? Maybe, I mean, we know that she's now, she, it wasn't with her, she wasn't intimate with the first husband. Maybe she, she cheated between the Kedushin and the Nisuin with this second man. So the answer is that there was no space between the Kedushin and the Nisuin. So it had to have been before, and that's, and that's that. Um, there's version B, that it's the going on the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that uh, if you have a widow divorcee, Chalutza, from Nisuin, that's still a virgin. The Ksuva, nevertheless, is a Maneh. And there's no claim of psulim. Um, how can that be? It must be that they just did chuppah, but they never did bia. And uh, Rabbi says this tells you that uh, the same isot kantzebecheskas psula. If you did a kedushin with the assumption that she's a, a virgin, and it turns out that she's not, the ksuva is a hundred, and she, she cannot claim that it's a mekachto. So Ravashi says the same as before. Not true. Um, maybe this is different because there was she was in the chuppah. That's the no, difference. That's maybe she cheated on him. We said no. We're talking about where the kedushin and the nisuin were done in quick succession. There was no space in between. Um, <clears throat> now, if you say this statement is going on the brisa, surely it would go on the mishnah as well. If you say this discussion is on the mishnah, maybe there would be an argument that everybody would agree by the brisa. That that's not true because there he can actually claim sulim because you could say I was relying on witnesses. I'm not just relying on say so or hearsay. There's witnesses, so that's the difference. Took us to the next Mishnah. Somebody who uh, is eating by his in-laws in Yehuda, um, and there's no witnesses. He cannot claim um, that. Uh, she she's she wasn't a virgin because he was alone he was intimate with her or alone with her and uh, all bets are off so if at the wedding she may not be a virgin that may be his fault okay 
That's basically. He's eating by his in-laws. Yes. And he claims that. No witnesses. And he's eating that by the meat. Yeah, what? Oh my God, they're going to kill him. That meat. No, no, this is afterwards, no. by the wedding. This is Not before the. Meal. How do you eat one meal? No, he eats it on a regular basis. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you're not getting the story right. I just realized. I just realized what you're thinking. Last translation. Okay, yeah, that, the things. Got, okay, he he. They normally there's a, a period of time between when he puts a ring on her finger, an engagement, and then the marriage, right? And so he's visiting his in-laws, and he slept over. And there were no witnesses, okay? And then comes the wedding. He says my, the, that your daughter's not a virgin. Later on, that claim is not going to be very believable because he was alone with her. So maybe that's because, you know, maybe she wasn't a virgin then because he was, uh, he was with her. So that's just, uh, he, he was with her. So that's, the, that's what's going on there. Anyway, the fact that we said that uh, he's eating sounds like that there's not all places do that in Yehuda, okay? Um, so the, the answer is, yeah, that's what it is. It's makomas makomas yeshim, meaning even in Yehuda where they do certain things to make the couple, young couple comfortable with each other before marriage, um, that was uh, not all places were the same with regards to that. And we saw a few versions in the Brisa review that says that in Yehuda originally they used to specifically put them in a room together before the mar- before the chuppah, so that he'll create a more familiarity with her um, by the by at the at the chuppah. And in the Galil they wouldn't do that. Um, in Yehuda they would also used to have two um, groomsmen or people to help out. You know. Uh, who would help out the man and the woman, one for him, one for her, to make sure that uh, there's proof that she's a virgin. Um, but, um, and in Gal, they didn't do that either. And also in Utah, they used to have um, the, these groomsmen sleeping in the same house as the Hasan Kala for this purpose, uh, and not in the Gala. And if you don't, if you didn't have this custom, so then you can't claim Tainas Psalms. The verse says, which custom? If you're talking about the, uh, if you're talking about the first custom, if you had that custom, then you don't have Tainas Psalms. Not if you don't have this custom. So you're going on the last one. The last one is if you didn't do the checking, then you can't say Tainas Psalms. So it should have said Kol Shalom Mushmash, not Kol Shalom Nag. So uh, Abai's answer is that it's going on the Reisha and say not Kol Shalom Nag, Kol Nag. That's one. Uh, Rabbi says, it says, it's hard to read that into the text. Kol Shalonag is what it says. You, it's a hard thing to, to mess up on. Is a kind of opposite. So Rabbi says is that what it's saying is, is that Kol Shalonag minag galil begal. If you didn't act as a Galilean in the Galilee, rather you acted like a Yehuda in the Galilee, so then there's no Tainus Psulim. Uh, that's where there's an issue. That's one answer. Rav Ashi says, no, another answer is that it's going on the Seifa, and it doesn't mean kol shalom, no, it means kol shalom mushmash. Now, that's less of a bothersome term, because mushmash was the minhag, so it actually could fit in. Okay. Right. Yeah, there was this, you know, the, the drawer to senor, the 
Right first bites. Tibola, Hegman, Tibola. So, that would, yeah. so to get around that, they would make sure that they would do, uh-huh. be able to do that. Yeah, be a, it would have to do that. Yeah. Okay. That's obviously a different time in history. Yeah, there's, uh, again, uh, there's places, there's times. Anyway, all right. So, um, Next, we talked about is a uh, um, that, that this the, the amount that's in the ksuba for uh, bas yisrael is identical to the bas kohen. If she's a widow, bas yisrael it's one hundred, and for a widow, bas kohen it's also one hundred. But the bezan of kanim for their psula they did require four hundred, and the chavim did not put up a fuss about them, you know, being you know going off the norm. Okay, which is the standard of 200 Zuz. Okay, so we learned <coughs> that the widow of Kahanim, the Ksuba, is 200. Um, so it's a stira. So the <coughs> answer is, uh, how does it fit it with our mission? The answer is, is that it was actually established in different times. So in other words, originally, they only elevated the Bezdin of Kahanim, only elevated the Bsula to 400 and left Almana at 100. But because of that, they were mistreating the Almana because... Um, even though she was a Baskoa and she was like considered, you know, so so vastly different than by a virgin. So um, so therefore they elevated her also up double to two hundred. Problem was is that nobody wanted to marry her, uh, the Baskoa who was a widow, who had to pay in there, had to put in the Ksuba two hundred. Um so they said, Why should we marry a, uh, somebody who's had relations with somebody else? Um, uh, already, and instead of a virgin, it's a Bas Yisrael for the same price. So they said, you know what, you're right, let's put it back to the 100. So it, like, it, was, it went from 100 to 200 back to 100. <coughs> Next, we talked about the Bezdan of Kanem, and Rabbi Yudas said, name of Shmuel, it's not only a Bezdan of Kanem, it's all, it's all uh, if you have a, a, a Miucha's family, you feel you're proud of yourself, or, you know, that you have uh, very good stock, so then you can also do the same as the Kanem and elevate the requirement to 400. Um, um, now, um, there's a little bit of a question on this because it says anybody who wants to act like the Kohanim can like who? Like a Bas Yisrael to a Kohanim or like a Bas Kohanim to Yisrael. Now, doesn't that sound like uh, only when there's some Kohanim involved, not if there's both Yisraelim. So the Gemara says it's the opposite. If it's a Bas uh, Bas Yisrael to Kohanim, even there you could do it. Surely if it's a Bas Yisrael to Yisrael, where there's no, the, she's not upgrading to somebody when she's marrying, uh, marrying Israel. So sure, she surely she can request more. But when she's upgrading to a Kohen, and she's only a Israel, so maybe he can say, look, if anything, I'm the catch over here. Um, so you have to. Uh, why should I have to give you four hundred? Even over there, if she want to insist on four hundred, she can. That's the chiddush. Okay. Next is um, somebody marries, there's a Nisuin, doesn't, turns out that she's not a virgin. And she's saying, you're right, but that's because I was raped at, um, um, after, after the betrothal. And therefore, it's your tough luck, you know, that means it's on you, it's not my problem. It's your bad luck that, uh, you know, it's like your field became uh, flooded. And he says, that's not what happened, it was beforehand. You were intimate with somebody before I married you. For the betrothal, even. And it was a Mekach tells. So, what's the halacha? So, Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Liezer both say, we trust her and we believe her. And uh, if she's saying she was raped, we, we take her at face value. And he'll still have to pay the full 200 zoz, etc. 
And Rabbi Yeshua says, why, why would we trust her just on her say-so? She's assumed to be a Be'ula even before the Eresin, and, and she's tricking him until she can prove um, that she was raped. She needs some evidence. Okay, that's the story. That's Machlokas between Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Liazar together, and Rabbi Yeshua. So, um, we have a Machlokas in the Gemara, interesting, very similar, similar dispute. One person comes to the other and says, you owe me a hundred zoos. Uh, you borrowed from me. And the other guy says, look, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember borrowing that money. So what, what do we do over here? It's just to say, he doesn't have proof. He just says, you owe me. And the other guy is an honest guy. He's like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did. I, I don't remember. So Rabbi Yuda and Rafuna both say, he's chayv. Because after all, you know, responsive, I don't remember, I, I don't know. Is, is weak, okay? And therefore, the other guy's certain, you're not certain, so pay, okay? Expression is, bari b'shamel, bari adif, between somebody who's certain, somebody who's only a maybe, the certain one is a, val- is a strong claim. Now, Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Yochran say, potter. Um, and uh, there, they don't explain why, I mean, you know, what's the reason? So, Rafun and Rav Yudha say, chayv, because bari b'shamel, bari adif, Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Yochran say, potter, because we look at the money and who's chazaka, who's in possession of the money, the person who's being claimed from. Um, you need to take away the money from his pocket. You need proof. You need better proof. Okay? Uh, just saying that the case, we don't automatically believe it. Okay. So Abai says to Rav Yosef, you know, this Rav Hun and Rav Yud over here, first of all, it's Shmuel's opinion, because Shmuel said about a case, the case of the Mishnah, where a woman was pregnant, they ask, okay, you know, she was not married. You have a baby. Who's the dad? Mm-hmm. And she says, not to worry, someone of a very good stock, okay, who shall remain nameless. I don't want to, you know, out the guy. But he's Nefli, he's a Kohen, he's a very, um, you know, I'm not giving you any more details, okay? But he's a Vich, it's different. My children are Miuchasos, okay? So I'm Gamliel, Rabbi Yezus say, we trust her. And Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Yudas, the name is Shmuel. Talach is like Rabbi Gamliel. And Rav Shmuel Bar Yudha said to Rav Yudha, not only there, but even in the Reisha, even in our Mishnah as well, the halacha is like Ram Gamliel. Okay? Um, so, um, um, even though you could say the money by the case of, so there, it's just establishing, we're not just believing the woman, we're believing the woman, um, again, you know, uh, about the status of the child. Over here, in the case of the Mishnah, it's an extra Chiddush, because it's, um, there's the man's in, chaz, in possession of his money. And she, by her say-so, is claiming money away from him by being entitled to the full ksuva. That's, um, that's the way I, the, to believe Ram Gamliel over there is even stronger, okay? Um, so um, it's still bariyadav. So now, that's the, so don't, don't say that the chiddush is, that we paschal and Ram Gamliel in the, that case of, of the pregnant woman where you're not taking money away from anybody, we're even going to believe the woman when it's going to take the money away from the man. That's the extra finish. So now, the Gemara wants to line up the various opinions here according to the Tanoim. Is it, wouldn't it seem to be the case that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Huna, they hold like Rabbi Gamliel, that we believe the woman, and <coughs> Bari Veshema Bari Adif. He is not certain, he doesn't know for a fact what happened. She knows for a fact what happened. 
I'm sure that you owe me the 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 two hundred zuz for this for, for the old. and she and he's not so bari v'shema bariyotov. That's what it sounds like. It's so they must line up like who like Rabban uh, Gamliel and uh, Rav Nachman is going to hold like. Uh, 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 like Rav Yochanan, I mean, I'm sorry, who's like, you know, you're just because you're sure, it doesn't mean we're sure, okay? And that was that. So the Gemara says, not true. Rav Nachman can argue that he holds actually like Rav Gamliel, and that's because there's a fun, there are factors in favor of the woman that do not apply by the case of the money, by the claim. What's the difference? First of all, uh, um, there, she has a migu. You know, she could have claimed this money also and said, like, you know what? It was a mukaseitz. I fell on a piece of wood or whatever. I went horseback riding and I got, you know, and the horse bucked me and I, uh, it, it damaged that area, okay? That would, that's, first of all, a lot better of a claim than the claim of I was raped, okay? You know, that's it makes her look better. It makes her, makes her, yeah, being raped is, uh, first of all, a much more negative thing. She's ushered to a Kohen at that point, so it's not only look better, it's, it, it actually has ramifications in a negative way who she's allowed to marry. And still, um, you know, so if you could claim a better claim, that automatically lends an air of believability to her claim. That's one factor. Factor number two that the Gemara brings down, alternatively, is that there's, uh, there was an existing Chazaka on her status. A woman is born as a virgin. So that's the status quo was the virginity was intact all the way until we have proof that it's not intact. Okay, so and, and therefore that's that's another factor in her favor. Um, as opposed to by the money, you know, there's, you don't have a better miku, but the guy's claiming you owe me a hundred dollars. He could have said what? He couldn't, you know, there's no could have said a better claim, right? And um, and also by the case of Chazaka, there was no Chazaka, there was no previous Chazaka that the money was in his pocket, okay? So all of those things put together make sense that Rav Nachman would have, could have agreed, could agree possibly to Rav Gamliel um, and still argue um, his position with regards to the monetary dispute. And the Gemara says it makes sense because if you look at the Psaqalacha, we generally always paskin on Rav Gamliel when it comes to Dinim. Um, and we paskin also, Rabbi Yehud, the name of Shmuel, we paskin on Rav Gamliel in our Mishnah. Hey, it would be a contradiction in Halacha if they're at odds with each other. It must be that the, the answer that we're saying must be actually true. And that's where we left off. <laughs>